You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. Do you ever struggle with the idea of how do I motivate my dental team? Or how do I get them to use technology? Or how do we put both of those together? Well, today we answer both of those questions with a friend of mine in dentistry. She's awesome. Dr. Kelly Tanner. And we talk about how to motivate your team to use the technology. Listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm so pumped that you keep showing up, keep hanging out with us, and we keep bringing it. Today, I've got a good friend of mine, Dr. Kelly Tanner, and we're going to be talking about one of those subjects that's just tough, right? How do I motivate my dental team to use the right and proper technology, and how do I educate them? So I'm so pumped. So thanks for listening. Kelly, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, Kirk, so nice to be here with you again. He was just on my podcast not long ago. And Kirk, it's so nice to be a guest on yours. Yeah, so you're a busy, busy person. And so we were together at ADA SmileCon and uh, you're doing a lot of great stuff out there. And I'm like, yes, I would love to have you on our podcast and talk about some of the things uh, that are so important in the world of dentistry. But before we do that, I want to—I always love, t- you know, knowing who we are talking to and who we're listening to. I know your story. We met—we got a chance to meet you during the COVID conference. But if I'm a new listener to the podcast, who's Dr. Kelly Tanner? What do you do? I help raise people to their for to their highest human potential, essentially, in all things dental leadership. Started out in dentistry when I was 17, like many of you all, way back in the way back machine, as a dental assistant, went on to be a dental hygienist, taught, opened a dental hygiene program, have been consulting and speaking for over 20 years. It's wow. wild how time goes and just love every second of it. So I decided because I love humans so much, people so much, to go back to get my PhD in organizational leadership and business, because don't we need that in everything that we do? 100%. I wish I could go back and do something like that earlier in my career. It would have saved a lot of stomach lining. So it's good stuff. Now, I want to talk about the why in this. So you do a lot of great stuff. Let's talk about why this topic is so important in dentistry. 
Oh, well, it's all about connection, isn't it? And relationship. That's what's in it for all of us. I think at the core of our gooey center and the jelly donut, it's all about people and serving people and meeting them where they are to meet their need. And I feel like that when we truly are intentional about connecting with other people and they're understanding even what people are not saying in our chair, in our team, it's critical because mm -hmm. that's when we can help. That's when we have empathy. That's when we can change the narrative on the actions that they are taking and that we can help them take to, from a patient standpoint, to make the right decisions toward scheduling the treatment that they need to understand complex concepts yeah. in a way that they've never been able to before. And then from a team aspect, man, you spend so much of your time there that you, you've got to jive. You're, that's your family. And there is, who is it? Uh, John Maxwell says that the smaller the team, the more important, even more important it is to be able to communicate effectively, efficiently, and to know when a look can kind of be misconstrued between team members because you know just one look from a team member can throw the rest of your day off, can it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're gonna have to teach me what those are because I see them and I'm like, whoa, that's not good. So, <laughs> but let's let's marry those two concepts. I mean, I wanna talk about, you, you use the word motivate. Like how do we motivate team members? Let's talk about what that means. And then also the technology. So I asked you before we hit the go button, like define technology. So I want you to define what you're talking about when it comes to motivating and technology. What do you think? So technology is 3D scanning devices. It's CBCT, it's digital cameras, it's lasers, it's digital sensors, it's anything new. And sometimes even for some offices, it's technology for AI. It's yeah. reading the radiographs, sending them over the interwebs into the global outer space system where there's a space modulator. You remember the guy with the space modulator? I haven't <laughs> heard space modulator in a long time. <laughs> and sending sending it out somewhere to have it read, to have you have your team be supported by these technologies so they can best serve the patient. And so that's what I mean by technology. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So where do we start? And I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be the dentist who's listening. So Kelly, <laughs> you don't understand. Like, okay, so I'm going to motivate them. Give me the basics on this because I have a team here and I love them. I do. But I went to school to learn dentistry. I learned, I love working with patients. And now I got to motivate the people I work with every day. What do you, what do you say when somebody brings that to you? Ah. The, yes, the GUI Center. So I know, Kirk, that you understand this better than probably many of us. The core values of your team are so important yeah. to know what is driving them, those characteristics, those principles, those values that are at the center of everyone who's in that practice, because then that truly informs the inside out and the outside in for your team. But then what do you, what do you want from your team? Right. What do you what do you know about them? What makes it personal for you? Do you know why they're there every day and what their why is? Have you yeah. had a chance to have that conversation? So start by being intentional with that team member to connect and to say, okay, what is your why? What do you, what do you want to do when you leave here? Do you always want to be a dental assistant? Do you always want to be a front office manager, a treatment plan coordinator, a dental hygienist, a dentist? Yeah. Do you want to be those things? And how can I help support you? Because in all of that, those conversations, you're going to learn some of the special sauce 
the things that keep them motivated and the things that are their driving force that gets them up every single day out of their bed, that's that lightning in the bottle for them to say, my feet are hitting the floor and this is what I want to accomplish. Yeah, every day, other than having to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking my jam now because Kelly, you, you you're you're hitting a nerve here because typically in a conversation when you're talking to anybody in the industry about motivating, it starts outside in. You know what you're really talking about is inside out. And let me explain mm-hmm. because I str- I tried to do outside in, which is I'm going to take somebody and I'm going to motivate them, putting put them in an environment. And let's get them all fired up and keep them focused. And what you're talking about is a totally different approach. It's about figuring out the behaviors, the verbs that make this place run, and then really setting them up as the foundation, which are the core values and finding people that embody those core values. And they're excited about them because when you get that part going, you don't have to motivate anybody. They do it because they want to do it. And they bring other people that want to be a part of that. Now, I'm trust me, I'm not riding a unicorn coming in here going, oh, yeah, there's always challenges in that. But I don't know that you can authentically motivate anybody. I think you can inspire them. You can tell them today and get them excited about a few things. But if you're going to motivate somebody and you're looking to motivate them, that requires a lot of extra energy. Don't you agree? Well, it depends. The, the, my Ooh, favorite answer. I love that. When, so through all of the reading that I've done for years about leadership, and I teach leadership courses at Christopher Newport University, I teach the, um, the presidential leadership students at the college. And I even ask them, you know, what are the most important characteristics of a leader? what would everyone in this room say? So we write them up on the dry erase board and we do all this and it always comes to the center of, you have to trust them mm-hmm. and you have to, they have to have vision and charisma and they, they gotta, they gotta be open, right? right? You got to be a leader. You gotta have followers and those followers have to be able to have someone they look to that they trust to create that vision, to be able to draw them along to say, I believe in you. So it does, it does take some motivation, but I believe, and I think a lot of the research supports this too, that there's that intrinsic and extrinsic locus of control that you have to believe that, that maybe there's something that you haven't done or maybe that you can't do, but it's just a power of the power of knowing that it's not yet, that you have autonomy over achieving that and you can figure it out that the outside sources aren't in charge of you you're in charge of them yeah so it it enabled to be able to as the dentist talking to me it's figure out their why figure out that motivating factor be the person who they want to follow because there's a lot of other dentists in the area that can attract the you you know that person but what about you is going to make them stay what about your practice is going to make them stay yeah so true. Gosh, we could turn this into a two-hour podcast. And so a couple of things I think about is, you know, team members never leave a practice. They leave a person. Mm-hmm. It's They never go, yeah, that practice wasn't very cool. I left it. No, they left somebody. They left like a dynamic in there. And number two is it's exactly what you're talking. You get the values in line and then you grow people. Like I always thought, let me get the values right. Let's grow some people. And then I... I don't know. I I personally don't love the whole follow me thing. I don't like that. And Jim Collins said like a level four leader 
gets people to follow them. A level five leader gets people to follow the cause, you know, and I like that better. I, I would much rather people follow the cause, they're bought into the purpose, the, you know, the energy, like what are we trying to do here? And for me, at least that's worked so much. Now, is it ever perfect? No, it's not. But I think if you can, if, if you can hold on to a few things every day, it's too hard to think about everything, you know? So, yeah. um, so maybe we start with, you know, some of those components and now, uh, okay, but I get that piece. Kelly, what about the technology? I, and I'm going to introduce the seven most expensive words in business. Here they are. That's the way we've always done it. Why are we getting a CBCT? I don't want to use this thing. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, well, we have to help them. You have to help that team member go back to the original answer about why they're there to begin with and why they're showing up every day. I would bet you because most people answer yes to this, that it's about serving people. So can we, with this right. technology, with this procedure protocol, whatever, fill in the blank, CBCT, 3D scanner, serve the patient at a different level to help them understand and to help them get the best health outcome from this. Yeah. So if you can relate that and translate that back to, the, to that dental professional, that dental team member, they're more likely to be able to, to figure out how to put it in their workflow. Period. For sure. For sure. And then talk about the educational piece. So I get it. Maybe I'm motivated. Like, but Kelly, we're so busy. We have patients every day. Can't they just figure this stuff out? And that's kind of a loaded question. But like, how, <laughs> how, how do you put that into play when you're coaching an office? And how do we, how do we make that happen? Well, Kirk, I think you know, I know, I think you know dentists like this, not that you're this dentist, but where docs will go out to a convention and they come back with the shiny thing right? <laughs> and they roll it back in or set it. It's like, oh, this is the best thing that I've ever purchased. Okay, let's use it on Monday. And everybody's going, what is this about? What, what do we even do with this? So one, you've got to train your team. They have trainers. Some of the best companies I've worked for and worked with have the best trainer, trainer and support around that tech. And then also too, where does that, what are those procedures protocols fit in around that individual schedule? So for instance, I love, love, love teaching offices about how to integrate 3D scanning in their hygiene operatory. So agnostic to any type of scanner, okay? Right. Just using it, putting it in play to educate. It is not about selling because educating is serving. Right? right. So when you take and you make time and you and a one three minute scan that you can do compresses that visit down, you you gain back 10 minutes of time. So a picture can be worth a thousand words. What is a scan or an x-ray or, or something else that you're showing them visually that is even worth more than a thousand words? Because it's it's about a visual and emotional experience for right. the patient. That's how we all make decisions. So if we can integrate something, a CBT scanner, 3D scan, show them what it is, they can see what you see. They go, whoa, I didn't know that that was there. I, I now want to take action on that. Don't you think, right. dental professional, that saved you time? Because now you don't have to try to explain it from <laughs> this very complex thing that they can now see for themselves. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. So, and one other thing to consider too, as a dentist, if you're a dentist listening, team members aren't exposed to some of the technology, the research behind this. So you come back from a course, you're all fired up. So give us some realistic expectations. If I'm a dentist listening, Kelly, I've trained my team. I spent a whole day training them. They should get it. 
I don't think they get it in one day. There's a certain level of consistency and um, and, and putting this into a schedule before they s- seriously adopt it. I mean, think about how long it took you, doctor, to adopt some things. So help me understand, like, what are my reasonable expectations when it comes to, even if I motivate them, how long am I waiting to see that them, see them fully adopt it? What are your thoughts? Right. Well, it's practice, right? Just right. like anything else, holding a high speed, uh, doing a certain procedure. It took you a little while to get there. We all have yeah. to remember that the first time that we held a mirror, it took a minute to not feel like we were going to drop it down someone's throat. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's going to take that muscle memory, that repetitive, that repetition, uh, that repetitive nature of putting it into your workflow, having doctor and team be also giving you some grace to do that. Not saying give you 10 extra minutes. That's not the minutes. That's not what I mean, but be intentional about practicing that. So with the scan, scan yourself. Okay. Sit down with teammates while a patient, if you're waiting on a patient or a patient cancels or during lunchtime or whatever, sit someone down in the chair, practice on them, get better, get that feedback from team members. And a lot of times the support that is provided through the manufacturer, they're so great. They have different challenges that team members can, not challenges, like it's harder, but they'll say, okay, Kurt, you are, Kirk, you and Kelly are in a team. You guys are going to go towards this goal to see who can get a three minute or less scan together. And we're going to compete to Love get it. that. We're going to time it. Just like little challenges, not, you know, not to, to, um, that it would get in the way of the patient's safety or anything. Of course, this would be, you know, in an ideal environment where you're doing everything the right way. It may take you a little bit longer, but you and I are competing towards the same goal. So what this is doing with these little competitions, I'm just using this as one small example, if we're talking about scanning of, you know, between you and I and other team members, is it's is it's one, it's encouraging us to use it because there's some type of reward system that's going to go outside of me. I really want to do it, but how am I going to make myself want to do it? Because um, I'm scared of that. Right. You know, as a team member, I'm scared about that the patient may not know, may know that I don't know what I'm doing. They're going to know I'm going to mess up. They're, they're, they're apprehensive when truly you're projecting that onto your own experience. And so to get that practice to, to even start to do this with new patients, a lot of times when it comes to scanning your CBCT, they have no idea what's what your normal is. They just think it's part of anything. Just like when you're doing a cram prep, they have no idea if it's the first time or if it's the 25th time you've done it. Right, right. Now, okay, so Kelly, what if I'm doing this and they're still not responding? Like, what do I, and you also can understand the climate challenges because I get these questions all the time. So I like to, I like to bring those to other experts like you. So what if, what if I do this? I'm still not motivating my team members and I'm paper thin here already. I'm still, I still have that ad running for a hygienist. Any, any coaching you'd give me on that? Well, I would go to the team member. I always start with, how can I, how can I support you? The best words ever. How can I support you with this? And listen. Yeah. for more than five seconds and pause and let them fill in the blank air, the airspace, because they'll tell you if you listen right. and just say, how can I support you? Do you need more time? Do you need, um, and, and, you know, don't give them the answer. What are you having? What are you having the most challenge with? What do you think that would be most beneficial for you? And then once they tell you if they, if they need a little more time or they need a little more coaching, bring that other trainer back in during a lunch and learn, whatever that looks like, or, and, 
people hire me to come in to consult and watch their workflow. And I can, within an hour, usually looking at the entire thing, say, oh, there's that, there's that, there's that, there's that, and squish their time. And then just, so yesterday, just yesterday, I went to the dentist. This, this is a great example. I don't know why I didn't bring it up sooner. My dentist, she has a new team and the team member, this is her third scan for this intraoral scanning device. And so I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a trainer, just not paid by anyone, but just because I'm a consultant and she, she's like, okay, I know who you are and I know you train. Give me any feedback. I'm like, I want you to be confident. I want mm-hmm. you to know that you have got this. She starts to do it. And she's like, tell me if I can do anything. So I reached up gently and I held her, I held her arm and I went twist. She goes, Oh, and I said parallel. So all it needs sometimes is one word to, and then to, for her to see that difference on the screen and how it's turning out. And she goes, Oh, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) So it just takes like one flick of a wrist and here it is. It's filled in all the spots where it was missing before. I said, you see, it's like a camera. If you hold it too far away with this particular scanner, it's trying to, it's trying to fill in the information for what it thinks it needs. And she's like, Oh, just like a real camera. Exactly. It's going to be blurry. So it's trying to make sense of it. Oh, so it's that real time feedback, just like coaching, Kirk, just like when you guys are coaching people and you see it in action, boom, boom, boom. It's those little bitty things that give that confidence. And so you say, okay, I'm going to go out again. This time I'm going to get the first, the first go at it. I'm going to hold it parallel. Yeah. That real time feedback is critical. I think what you're saying is spot on. I mean, if I was a dental assistant or a dental hygienist, you'd have to do hours of that with me just to, <laughs> just to make sure I have it, you know? So I think that's really important. Um, also, you know, I mean, learning from any expert an outside expert can also see obstacles, potential obstacles that are coming. I mean, you, you've seen this where you go into an office, even when it comes to uh, natural administrative purposes, you know, systems like the front desk. You can say, okay, I already get it. I'm going to tell you there are going to be three things that come up when you start using the system. Patients will say X, then they're going to mm-hmm. say Y, and then they're going to be say Z, and you have to welcome those questions. So when it comes to technology, I think it's really important to um, to give them that training and watch them do it. And then you've got to have feedback, you know, role-playing time in that uh, I, I made the simple mistake early in my career. I'm like, I've told my team a million times, you know, but what I realized is that's only like one step in five steps that helps them uh, truly adopt something. So what are some other thoughts? When you look at technology, what are some of your fastest or most favorite stories when it comes to technology? What were some of your like, whoa, that's an aha. Do you have any that come to mind? In terms of technology is the AI and the radiographs right now. Oh, wait, go that's back to that. That's a huge one. Okay, you just opened up a huge can of worms. First, explain what that is, and it's blowing everyone's mind. Why is that why is that so important what's happening in dentistry now? Well, I can it it's so important because you know, it's the the appointment where everyone is rushed and doctors rushed and sometimes not not you, but sometimes doctor and hygienist are rushed. They're we're all thinking that we're looking at the same x-ray we're looking for the same things we think but then it's just sitting there this pathology is just sitting there because it's not jumping off the screen in you but then these ai technologies are already pre-screening this and somewhat giving you a second opinion not taken not taking you out of the equation but helping you they're supporting you to say hey 
I'm over here. Look at this. Look at this with a percentage of confidence that that may be what in fact you're, you're looking for or looking at. And then you get to say, nah, I don't agree with that. Or, whoa, I almost missed that. So this, a, these AI systems, they're constantly taking in information. As we all know, the more information you feed it, the smarter it gets. And, you know, the more cases you put in, it's going to give you more output based on different, um, patients all over the world. And so you're sitting there in an op and all of a sudden these, these boxes come up around the teeth or at the, or at the bone level saying, Hey, there's periodontal, there's, there's bone loss here. There's loss of lamina dura. There's potential pathology here. And I'm going, Whoa, I never would have otherwise seen that. I would have thought maybe it was something else. Or I think that it's, it's easy in any part of our lives to if we're experiencing something to try to explain it away of my stomach's upset. Oh, it's probably that thing that I ate or it's, Oh, it's probably this. Well, how long has this been going on a week now? No, it's not that then it's probably something else, but we can look at it and say, no, that's probably just, um, you know, cervical burnout on the x-ray. No, it's caries because this also thinks that it's caries. And should we look a little bit closer? It truly gives you that second opinion to be able to give you the best predictable outcome for that patient and to catch things when they are small, right? Yeah. It is always the goal because dentistry only gets more expensive. Yeah. It's cool so because it. these AI systems also take out the subjectivity, you know, when it comes to interpreting and they're learning constantly by the hour by the practice, by the patient. So it only gets better and better every month. And so having a team member, and and a lot of these companies, I mean, we're familiar with several of them, they do a great job of training that's really underutilized, don't you think? Yes, by training by many companies and manufacturers, we need to take advantage of this. So with doctors who have purchased technology, please take advantage of this training. It will save you so much time it will create efficiency like you've never known it and it will flatten the learning curve with your team yeah absolutely so kelly i'm overwhelmed what if i'm a young dentist i just bought a practice i don't have a cbct but i am going digital at least on the impressions or the scanners and it just seems overwhelming to think about all this what do you usually tell a dentist from that perspective because i have a lot of dental students listening and i'm like you guys this is a great profession but you know you just got to do one step at a time would you agree yeah. I, I i actually just gave you the question and i'm leading you with an answer i shouldn't do that but what do you think <laughs> well i totally agree with you kurt and i was just with uh, dr jennifer bell she's on dentists in the know i'm not i'm sure you know jennifer yeah bell. yeah yeah and- yeah And she was telling her own story about how she kind of threw everything technology into her timeline and timeline. And it ends up with confusion of the team because they don't know which system is which they don't. Everyone's can it can be overwhelming to your point. So start to where it's going to give you the biggest value in your practice. So digital sensors for sure. And I think there's other resources out there. May Kirk may it may have been on your website where I saw it, you know, the top things to start with when you're a new dentist and the the number one things that are great to invest in. And then where you build from there and what are those things that are going to be a standard in every other office? And then perhaps after you get that situated and you're seeing that productivity and you're seeing the team work their efficiencies, go to the next thing. What is going to increase your productivity, your, your profit margin, and also, you know, decrease your overhead, obviously. And what can everyone use? What can everyone make sense of? And I think like you have mentioned before, don't choose 85 goals for your team. Like choose like two or three for a quarter. (laughs) 
Or Heck, try one. Year. Try one. You know, <laughs> don't go to two goals until you try one. You know, don't try to build two practices until you get one right. I found yeah. that to be easier. So that is awesome. What are some other challenges you see when it comes to motivating team members in this world? We're in a different time. This is this is a different age, a different time in dentistry. And, um, you know, any other thoughts you have on that? Oh, yes. Well, you know, when, when you're talking about technology, where some people can create, have their own bias created about, I don't want to bring tech in because it's, it will overwhelm the team. I find just the opposite, that that team is looking to be rejuvenated by different cutting edge technology. They're looking to learn something new. They want to offer their patients something. They want to be excited around something. And anything new like that, whether it be a new software that you're integrating, you know, new electronic health record, whatever it is, people can come together around that. So that actually builds the team in a way that other that other things may not in in other ways. So bring the technology in. Don't be hesitant about it because I think that you'll find surprisingly that your team will embrace it because they'll say, my doctor cares about me. My doctor cares about their patient. They understand it, it actually enriches, right. enriches their patient experience. The patients go, I've never been told that before in my entire life or showed that. But because remember people expect a digital, a, a visual experience, right? We, we expect it from Instagram, from YouTube, from, you know, this podcast, everything. Yeah. They expect it. And so if we're not giving it to them, it's kind of like we're falling short. So what are you giving your team that they can be excited about? Yeah, I love it. Amen, sister. I love it. I love it. So I appreciate you so much. And this is such an important component of dentistry is number one, I mean, we never bargained for how much the people dynamic would exist in any business. And as you continue down the road of being an entrepreneur, you're going to see, wow, the people component is even more and more important. So Kelly, any last thoughts you have on how to motivate my dental team with using this new technology? Any thoughts? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, um, know who you are as a leader. That self-awareness for you as the dentist, the practice owner, you got to have that self-awareness of yourself and what your own limitations can be. We didn't even get into that, but yeah. that's a whole other thing. To know your true north, are you even happy with what you're doing right. and how how you can fill that for yourself? Another one is to you know ask your team, like we talked about, ask them what lights them up, like what makes them want to come to work every day and maybe some things that don't. And then help them help them tell you what truly motivates them because then you can respond in a way that's meaningful to the practice. And you sometimes you find out that they don't align with your practice anymore, or right. perhaps it's, or like you've seen Kirk, that they're ready to grow into a different position because they're telling you something. You're like, oh, well, shoot, I didn't realize you were even interested in that. So they're, they become stagnated. They become burnout. You get the attrition because you're not listening. Yeah. So listening also with that empathy and then not, not assuming that they don't want the technology and to rely, start by relying on your team and then also the, the company, the manufacturer to deliver the training, deliver the support. And if you can't reach your end goal, get someone else to come in to give you a different lens on perhaps what your team can be doing or 
you know, just it's small little things. It's that real time feedback, like you're talking about, that help that help that team as a learning organization to improve. It's only when you bring sometimes in something that's a disruptor, like technology, that truly brings your team together. Yeah, it's awesome. I love the questions that you propose because you will find that your favorite team members they love to be challenged. That's another learning that took me a while. Is like you have great people, they have to be challenged in yes. order to stay. Oftentimes we think that's, we think the opposite. No, they love a good challenge, a good puzzle. Doesn't mean they want to work more hours. That's not what I'm saying. But to think better, to operate better, to provide better care, you know, to grow as individuals, it's powerful when you can get your brain around that. So Kelly, thanks for being on. I know you do a lot of cool stuff. So if I'm listening and I've never heard you speak, like, where can I go? How do I learn about more of what you do? Thank you for the question. The Dental Handoff is my podcast, baby. It's everything leadership, communication, and tech. So awesome. we talk about that every week. Every Tuesday it drops. And also you can find us on YouTube, The Dental Handoff. And then Next Level DH on Instagram and on Facebook. And my website, kellytanner.com. And then my company, nextleveldentalhygiene.com as well. I'm sure those will all be in your show notes. But thank yeah. you so much for listening and for having me. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for being on. So wait, I want to go back to, you have two podcasts? Uh, no, it's the it's the dental handoff, but it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. okay. We have like a vodcast over there, you know, where it's the video and all the facial yeah. expressions, but then there's the audio that drops. Okay, so from- I apologize. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, so sometimes you have to go slow with me explaining. <laughs> but yeah, you have, you guys, if you're listening, you have to check out her podcast. She has amazing guests on there, always proposing some great thoughts. It's very entertaining. So, Kelly, as always, I'm so grateful to have you on here. Um, so, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So grateful for you, Kurt. Be well. Hey, don't don't leave just yet. Stick around when we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening or watching The Best Practices Show, wherever you consume podcasts. Hey, and if you joined today and you enjoyed it, Uh, do us a favor, hit the share button, share with your friends and keep sending us suggestions of things that you guys want to see. We are lining them up and uh, doing them in great fashion. I love this stuff so much. I'm going to keep bringing great experts, great challenges that you have so you can create a better practice and a better life. So until you guys hear from us next time or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.